So, what are your what are your thoughts on? Are Are you a good girl? You know I am. Don't ask me that. Are you a brat? You know I'm not. Hmm. Don't think about it. We'll see. Don't, we'll see. Don't think about see if we it. We can make it through this whole episode without you bratting out. Don't give me that face. I don't like that face. Well, see now, now I have to like go into like. This is King Quest. King Quest. <laughs> after quest, you, quest, after quest. you went, fucked me all up. <laughs> I don't think you can do it. This is King Quest, leveling up our kink achievements one dungeon at a time. We're your adventuring companions through the world of kink, Anna and Soren Sterling. Come check out the community and join the fun at www.kinkquest.org and in the Discord community at www.kinkquest.org forward slash discord. Discord, discord. Discussion on this show may not be appropriate for younger listeners. If you are a young person looking for more information about kink or sexual health, please visit Scarletine at www.scarletine.com. This is episode 16, Are You My Pancake? (laughs) Are You My Pancake? Hmm. I'll be be your pancake. Actually, no. I'll be your biscuits and gravy with mm. poached eggs because that is your quote-unquote breakfast you have every morning. Every day. Every day. It's what I eat every single day. It's not true, but in my mind it is. Every day. Okay. So what are we talking about today? Are you my pancake? So There's a point of reference there, right? There is. So the, the pancake essay, I think I probably even talked about it before on this podcast because it's like uh, super inspirational for me. Is it's from a oh my god, how did I forget? Girl on the Net? It's not Girl on the Net. It is a book called Conquer Me Mm. by an author named Casey Cunningham. Conquer Me Girl to Girl Wisdom About Fulfilling Your Submissive Desires. It's an excellent book, especially for me. I encountered it when I was kind of just starting to understand myself as a submissive. It's kind of cool to talk about this book in you, this you're, episode. You were edging with submission. <laughs> I was edging into submission. Yes. And and I read this book and have actually read it several times since. Uh, it is full of essays, everyone kind of exploring a different piece of what it is to be submissive. Uh, and there is a chapter uh, where she talks about being a pancake. And ultimately, what the essay is about is the idea that everyone has different words for what they are in their dynamic. Are you a submissive? Are you a slave? Are you a Kajira? Are you a princess? Are you a good girl? Are you a baby girl? Uh, and Are you a little man? It's That is a possibility, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, we heard some new ones. What were the new ones? What new ones? On, uh, on Submit. Um, oh, bun buns. Bun buns. <laughs> and uh, I think that that you know ultimately she was feeling uncomfortable with any of the titles that she could be. She just none of them quite fit. None of them quite felt like the right word for her. Well, I think a lot of the words that are being used, you have other associations with it, other bias that you kind of attribute. Yeah, we have our own like long term associations and and community associations, and feelings. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so uh, none of it quite fit for her. And for that period of time, what she, she happened to be at breakfast with her dominant, and he said, "Well, I don't know. What do you feel like you are?" And she said, 
I'm a pancake. Wasn't he eating pancakes? He was eating pancakes. And he said, why are you a pancake? And that's what she said. She said, that's what you chose. That was what you wanted, which is why I said I'm biscuits and gravy. Oh. <laughs> it's a different picture, but, but okay. You, I know. It's not what I want to yeah. be, but yeah. that's what you choose. So <laughs> biscuits and gravy it is. Here we are. But it didn't matter what the word was. Mm-hmm. It, what mattered was what it was, it was between the focus. them and mm-hmm. for them. It's like Famke Jensen. Yeah, uh, from the Star Trek Next Generation episode that was absolutely about DS. <laughs> you should check it out if you don't know it. Yeah. What's the episode called? Fomka Jensen it's does not, DS. It's not called Fomka Jensen. Fomka Jensen is my pancake. <laughs> Season 5, episode 21, The Perfect Mate. Fomka Jensen, check it out. Yeah, and, and it's very much about, you know, one element of what submission can look like because in it... Uh, she is an alien, a very special alien who ultimately like imprints on a partner and then actually becomes whatever it is that that partner would desire. Right. So her total psyche and personality will change to reflect the inner desires of the person that she's paired with. Yeah. And she accidentally imprints on Jean-Luc Picard. Hmm. I mean, you could do worse. You could do worse. It's yeah. true. That's like a pretty good daddy to have, yeah, I think. Right? I think so. But you know what? Earl Grey. Hot. <laughs> but Spicy. But like he just wasn't like down for the responsibility of being anyone's daddy. So yeah. Well, and then, and then at the, the end of it, I don't want to ruin the episode, but at the end of the episode, <laughs> it leaves you with a very important question about what has just happened in the episode. It's true. Mm. It's a really great episode. But anyway. Like, the point is... Back to pancakes and pan- biscuits and gravy. That is the pancake reference, uh, is is that idea of, of it not really mattering what the title is. And so that's this episode is, Are You My Pancake? Because that's really what we're talking about is, is not so much the titles of it, but the actual styles of submission and how we relate differently to one another in the community as a result. The biggest thing that drove me to really start looking for kink community was this feeling in vanilla community that I'm something different, you know. And I think because we really started a DS dynamic before we understood that that's what we were doing, Mm -hmm. um, I experienced that a lot in our lives, you know. There are a lot of places where people would have questions about our relationship and whether or not it's healthy. Yeah, I would have friends, you know. I can remember there was a whole thing about a purse that I wasn't allowed to have. Mm-hmm. And I had thoughts and feelings about that. And the nature, the way that I voiced those, it was never like, look, I'm a grown-ass woman. I can have this purse if I want. Because I feel like if I had said that, then you would have said, okay, stepping back. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, obviously we're not doing the thing. But I didn't. I said, come on, can't I please have the purse? Look how pretty it is. I want it. And you said, no, we can't afford the purse. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine got involved and really pretty upset about upset. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And just felt that felt that it was abusive, felt that it was wrong. And, you know, I think it's been perceived that way in, in many ways throughout my life as an adult. And there was this desire in me to be in a community, you know, I wanted to be able to go to dinner with friends and say, please, can I have dessert? And for you to say, not tonight, you can't. Mm -hmm. And for everyone at the table to just understand that interaction and for it to not be a weird thing that we have to hide. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of my, my drive. That was this kind of picture in my head 
that I had. And it's really cool that as we've rolled out into the community that I have been able to have that. You know? In Discord. In Discord, but in mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we had a weekend away with friends mm-hmm. and we spent the evening, a part of the evening in the kitchen with you standing and cooking food for people and me sitting on the floor at your feet. Mm-hmm. That was a thing that got to happen. Uh, and again, not that you couldn't cause that physical situation to happen with vanilla people, but it was clear what we were doing there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that that I have gotten to be me in in the world in ways. But it is true, too, that you know I have kind of stumbled into and realized that it can be really weird and hard in kink community to be whatever the thing is that you are because the people who are other things can have feelings mm-hmm. about that. Well, it's interesting because, you know, when you live in vanilla space every day, you spend your whole day not being able to be yourself. Mm-hmm. So then the hope is that you go into kink community and then that's a place that's safe where you can be yourself. Mm-hmm. So when, uh, as we kind of ran along this this Discord server that, that we were part of, there started to be, you know, it's, it's really interesting, um, like decent sized online kink communities because there are kind of ebbs and flows where as new people join, the feeling of the server and the mood of the server can kind of shift because if you were to visit that server and then visit again six months later, you would see an entirely different group of people. Uh, Some of the people would be gone. New people would be there. Depending on who the active voices are. Yeah. And so, you know, at some points in time, there might be like huge interest in uh, Violet Wand. And then, you know, at some later point in time. Pet play. All pet play. Yeah, we have a, a actually reasonably sized furry community on mm-hmm. the server. And that wasn't always there. It kind of happened over time. So we started to hear a lot of what gets called in the community brats. Right? They're, they are bratty submissives. They are submissives who experience their dynamic by pushing back against the boundaries that are put around them. That's how they feel and experience those boundaries is by pushing. Mm-hmm. And... So one thing that can happen on online communities or probably I'm sure in person as mm-hmm. well is that they can have a very persistent and loud voice because the nature of what they're doing is very like, make me, make mm-hmm. me, make me. Right. <laughs> and it got noisy in kind of the main space for conversation. And so we created a separate space that was just for that dynamic and for that way of kind of experiencing that. And some really cool stuff happened as a result. That channel in the Discord server became very active, very well visited. A lot of people were hanging out there, not even just the people who were kind of being bratty, but people who enjoyed interacting with that, who wanted to go in there and say, I'll make you whatever. And poke them around. Poke them. Go poke the brats. Um, And, you know, even just people who enjoyed watching it. But what ended up starting to happen is in this space that was like very focused around this one dynamic, conversations really started to come out of that that were very interesting, that were about like, why does this speak to you? Why do you interact in this way? Um, what does it mean to you? What are you doing when you do certain things? And of course, everybody's very different answers. And it was really interesting. And it was really the thing that I joined the Discord in order to do 
was to be able to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. But again, despite your interest in calling me whatever you would like to call me. <laughs> and and not that I don't ever interact in bratty ways, but that's not really the core of my submission. That's not really, you know, I think... You're, you're much more Famke Jensen. <laughs> and, and what I have kind of coined. So I, I had a conversation with a friend who is not at all, uh, actually not really very submissive. She's switchy, but she's not, not deeply submissive in her uh, dynamics. And, you know, she referred to it as being a good girl. She said, everybody loves a good girl. <laughs> you don't have to be, you don't have to feel feel like an outsider. Everybody loves a good girl. Uh, and, and I think even calling it good girls versus brats is a little confrontational oh, yeah. because the brats would be like, in contrast to what? Yeah, I'm a good girl in my mm-hmm. dynamic. But uh, so the, the ter- term I've been coining is compliant mm-hmm. submission. It's compliant submission. And in, so I'll, I'll, that's what you want to hear. I'll say you're so compliant. Has the same <laughs> ring, right? It's it's good girl is for both compliant subs mm-hmm. and brats. Mm-hmm. Good girl is what you say to us, but mm. compliant subs is the type of submission mm. we are practicing. So brats are compliant? No, right. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, non-compliant. Compliant submission is what... So then we should call all brats non-compliant. I, I, this is the pancake thing. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you call them. <laughs> I'm just choosing a word yes. that doesn't automatically start conflict. Yep. Because, you know, I guess there I'm kind of getting ahead of myself a little... Because what happened was I realized that I couldn't really participate in those conversations in the brat in the bratting Discussion. channel yeah. because too much of my way of, of my answers to the questions being posed would be, oh, I don't work that way at all. Oh, I don't feel that way. I don't respond mm-hmm. that way. That isn't that isn't the way it is for me. And it wasn't about showing up and negging what they were doing. It was about not feeling like. Like my dynamic was appropriate mm-hmm. to talk about that. Yeah, that so wasn't it just what wasn't they were the doing. right space. It wasn't, wasn't the right, the right space. room. And so I'm kind of thinking about this and processing this and trying to decide, like, how can I, how can I be part of the conversation without uh, making anybody else feel stepped on or mm-hmm. judged or you know shamed or however you want to put it. And uh, it was actually that same weekend trip that I got to sit on the floor at your feet and a conversation happened that I don't even remember what what kicked it off but ultimately someone there were a lot of doms and switches in the room <laughs> and and someone said something that was kind of jokingly commanding right like everyone needs to get up and do dishes or mm. whatever that was and you know the funny response was someone said it's funny because I just saw everyone in this room like want to respond by like talking back, right? This idea that when you hear a command, your like root response is like, no, make me. And and it was funny because the idea was everyone in the room was almost everyone in the room was either a brat or a dom or a switch. Mm-hmm. And so regardless of where they were coming from, they all kind of wanted to immediately respond like, hey, fuck you, buddy. Make me. <laughs> make me. <laughs> And it struck me as especially funny because I realized that I was the only person in the room who does not respond to commands in that way, right? Uh, everybody better do dishes and I'm like halfway to the sink, you know? And it just struck me that, that that's 
a really significant difference in the way that you experience that. And again, it doesn't mean that I don't ever talk back, but it's that talking back isn't the way that I express the height of the dynamic. Mm -hmm. Whereas for a brat, when they are talking back and being punished for talking back, that is them living in their pure space Mm -hmm. of their dynamic. Whereas for me, I am in my purest space of my dynamic when you are giving commands and I am finding ways to fulfill them even better than you imagined when you asked, right? It's a different, it's a different dynamic. Mm -hmm. And when I said that, I said, oh, it's really interesting because it feels like my response is really different. And it really felt like that caused, it, it caused bad feelings. Mm -hmm. It caused bad feelings. It felt when I said that, when I said I'm different than that, I think it felt to the the people that I said it to, like I was shaming or saying something negative about what they do and experience. And so after the fact, and again, this is kind of that thing where you're in a social space and you're kind of processing the whole time. And I spoke with my friend who said, you know, everybody loves a good girl. And she said, well, we should have, we should have a good girl channel that is for that, that is for those conversations to happen and for the ability to really process that type of submission. Because to try to talk about what drives us in the same space, Mm -hmm. in one channel that's just all submissives, let's all just talk about what submission is, it's almost like it gets too noisy because Mm -hmm. there are too many different answers. So by having like that separate channel that is, okay, if your response is, yes, please, sir, as opposed to make me, you know, you have the make me channel and you have the yes, please, sir channel. And you could absolutely just like a switch, have people who float between the two, depending on what they want to talk about. But the yes, sir channel is it or ma'am or dominant daddy (laughs) or daddy uh, would be a place for those conversations about that kind of submission even if you do both and I kind of felt like it maybe wasn't going to be well received especially if we called it the good girls boys yep um, NB's kind of channel and so in kind of an interest in in wanting to really speak for the the compliance subs and wanting to protect them really and look out for them uh, my friend created the channel and it was pretty quiet in there. Like, kind of nobody knew what mm-hmm. to do what with to it, what to make it. of it. Uh, it did kind of get used a little bit like a, a just a place to report back. Like, to I want to say that my sub is a good girl or a mm-hmm. good boy, and I'm just going to say it. It's like a compliments channel. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, you just kind of see people showing up and saying, so-and-so is a good girl. They did a good thing. Eventually, I, I wanted to give it some time and figure out who else had anything to say there. But I eventually said, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm going to go in and I'm going to say what I think. And I showed up and I wrote this really long post that was kind of about everything that I just explained here. And it just felt like there was kind of this explosion of pushback that was about why it had been so difficult for brats historically, um, how they get judged harshly, how they get pushed out of spaces. And I think all of that is fair. And and that's happening in that. In that room. Right. In mm-hmm. in the in the compliance subs channel. Mm-hmm. 
And then over the next week or so, what happened in that channel was that several people kind of showed up over time to come in and say, yeah, I don't really like this. Mm -hmm. I'm not about compliance subs and I don't really think that that's like cool and it's not what I like and it's mm -hmm. not what I am. So it's kind of that. So this is like showing up to like a fishing club mm -hmm. and you're like, I hate fishing. Right. I, I hate everything about fishing. Like, right. well, why are you here? Because we're here to fish. Right. And, you know, I think I was already just feeling really out of place in the server because it really felt like, um, you know, there there can be, and again, I'm 100% aware of the things that get said about and to brats, about the idea that, like, if they aren't the proper slave mm -hmm. that behaves like they're supposed to in every way, then they aren't a true submissive. And that's bullshit mm -hmm. because they are embracing DS in the way that fits with them, and that is an amazing and awesome thing. But there can be the flip side of that is that there can absolutely be the idea, and this is a thing I feel when I don't guard my own emotions, that to be a compliance sub, to want to please your partner and to 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 shape your behavior accordingly, to be the Famke Jansen, that that is an affront to feminism. That, you know, a lot of the kind of pushback from the bratting community can be like, if you aren't bratting, that's kind of gross, mm -hmm. right? Like, if you don't push back, like, ugh, like, does you just do whatever he's, you do whatever that man tells you to? Oh, yeah. right? well, and, and I think the, uh, again, to go back to what we mentioned at the beginning is that you spend all your time in vanilla space, kind of concealing who you are and what you mm -hmm. are and what, what you hold close to your heart. And then you get into kink space. And when you mm -hmm. find that you have to do the same thing there, mm -hmm. that's not a healthy situation to be in. Because, like, why are we here uh, shielding ourselves and, and not sharing who we are or what we believe when, like, we could just be doing that same thing in vanilla space? Yeah, we could go like, do why, that at the community center. Why, why <laughs> take on risk or why put in all the work to be in this community if it's not going to be any more welcoming than the place that we exist in the day-to-day? -day? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I think it... Where it comes from is that that place of, you know, we just spend so much time being told that what we are is like fucked up mm. and dirty that then when someone is something that sits in, in such perfect opposition to what we do, I think it's easy to just immediately react like that's an affront. Well, I think a great example of this is our, our son uh, is a coder and, and occupies space on Reddit. And when he's looking for coding help, then he'll, uh, if you put up a question on Reddit and you say, hey, here's a question I have, can you help me? It can oftentimes just be crickets where folks won't interact. Nobody with responds. Nobody wants to help. However, the trick is that if you actually want people to help you, then you create an alt account, go in there and create a clearly wrong answer. And then what you'll find is a flurry of people correcting the person who made the wrong response. And that's how you get to the right answer. Because, like, it's human nature to want to shame other people or, or call them out and correct them. Yeah, it's true. And so I think that, that, you know, again, this, my experience is talking about, you know, compliance uh, versus being a brat. But I think it exists across the whole kink community you know and again it's this is the place where i see it mm -hmm. but i think that you will find in any kind of crazy weird thing you can be beautiful amazing mm -hmm. weird thing there'll be someone who's the opposing weird thing who 
wants to push back. Oh, and even more simply, like in the in the gay, uh, lesbian communities, and you know the bisexual folks who don't really fit anywhere, and they oftentimes get shamed because they're kind of on the line between being gay and being heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Right, that kind of shaming still exists in that space as well. But like you know, we're all ourselves we're all all living in our bodies Mm -hmm. and that shame is really kind of a terrible thing all the way around Mm -hmm. it is so you know what ultimately happened is i maybe reacted more emotionally than i would have chosen to and just i cleared it with the other mods and the server and i pulled the channel down because it obviously wasn't doing good things and i felt like if as a mod of the server i felt that placed outside of the community by the conversation that was happening. And again, unintentionally, I don't think anybody meant to communicate that. It was just through the conversation that was happening, it it made me feel more and more like there just wasn't a place for me here. Mm -hmm. And if I felt that way, then who else felt that way? And so I just pulled the channel down and I said, that's fine. We just, if, if all we want to talk about is the experiences of, the bratting why this is not okay yeah then they should just have that conversation in the channel that already exists for that and mm-hmm. you know obviously no one wants to talk here and of course there was a pushback and people wanted the channel back um which i felt like i again maybe maybe a little more emotional than i should have been and my my feelings were like where were those people when no one was having those conversations in the channel um and again, maybe they just weren't comfortable because of the the nature of, of the conversation that was happening there. Um, but I put the, the channel back up and let it be. And I don't know that anyone has posted in it since then. I think it has been... Well, let me see. Yeah, almost completely empty. There may have been like one or two more posts that were like, so-and-so's a good girl. So largely dead. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the last post was, you want to know who's a good girl? And then someone responded, they're so cute. Right, which is totally fine, but like, is not not a discussion group. Mm-hmm. I feel like like that's like we've told the story. I don't mm-hmm. really know what the wrap up is mm-hmm. there. Like, what I is think the it's, conclusion. I mean, I think I'm still processing the conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what did you learn in that process? And it could be leading up to future episodes. That's. I mean, honestly, I think that's kind of where we're at. Is that. You know, this is a thing I'm kind of processing and still trying to figure out how do you make space for these different conversations? And I mean, I guess I do think that is part of like as I've been moving into this idea about like a community space and and an in-person space, because I think it's a place where in-person conversation might be better suited than online conversation, because as you are having these conversations in person, you would recognize, you know, when we had kind of that first spate of conversations that happened um, on the weekend trip, I, there weren't really a lot of problematic interactions because, you know, when I felt that initial pushback that was like, no, all submissives are brats. And I was like, oh, obviously, like I'm causing discomfort here. I'm going to stop. And I think, you know, when we're in person with each other, it's easier to like recognize that, mm-hmm. that what we're saying is actually being perceived There's as like upsetting to someone. It's a heightened level of empathy. Yeah. On the internet, it's easy to post it and then nobody responds and you're just like, oh, I guess nobody read it. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily know whether that was upsetting people or not. Yeah. 
So I think that 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 conversation about moving some of these conversations to in person mm-hmm. space is that's kind of where that comes from. Mm-hmm. And I think also the realization that creating a lot of different places for conversation, you know, that we're going to talk more about my big plan for a community center. But part of the plan was the idea that you would have all of these little discussion groups so that you could meet and discuss like the most niche, like most six different kinks all together and only people who have all six of these kinks. Like if you can find other people who want to talk about that, you can do that. And then you can still have events that are like the whole community community. center Mm -hmm. and the whole community. And at those events, we would just be having very different conversations where, you know, you could create discussion groups where we're just talking about these very specific things. Mm -hmm. And I think that making the space for that in the kink community is especially important because we all have this baggage to kind of get past, to be able to comfortably talk about Mm -hmm. the stuff that we do. Yeah. Did we do it? I don't know. What do you think? I think so. So what levels did we gain? Well, I think you got a good, a good compliant girl level. Did I? I wasn't a brat the whole time? You weren't a brat the whole time. Magically. Magically. It was not magical. It was normal. (laughs) (laughs) We got um, community center research mm-hmm. levels. Okay. Which there have been many of those lately. It went up. Goes up. We got a uh, Famica Jensen. I feel like you say her name different. Famica. You say it Famica. different every time you Famica say it. Famica Johnson. <laughs> Famica Johnson. No. You're so lucky that she will never hear this podcast. You know? Is she Dutch? She's Dutch. Yeah. She's Dutch. So clearly I'm, I'm just murdering my uh, Dutch heritage. I don't know how much. <laughs> I mean, one, I feel like one you eighth. have zero, one eighth. zero cultural Dutch heritage. One hundred percent true. <laughs> did so, I did I get a Dutch heritage level? No. 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 <laughs> listen. Listen to the silence. <laughs> On the next episode, we're going to be talking about monogamy, monogamish. <laughs> and all variations beyond that point. That's going to be a fun one. So if you want to join the conversation and tell us your thoughts about being a pancake or being Dutch or anything being, else. Being a bad Dutch girl or boy <laughs> or envy. Oh, is that is that your thing? It could be. Get me some like, big wooden clogs. Maybe. Oh, that'd be fun. We've been missing out. <laughs> that's, that's like five episodes out. Like what we did with our clogs. Uh, you can join the Discord community at www.kinkquest.org forward slash Discord. Check it out. Just check out the website. Uh, there is still a community there, kind of. Kind of. Poke <laughs> around, see what we've done, and give us some ideas on where we should take it. We'll see you in the next level. See you in the next level. <laughs>